Getting money ain't no to me. No, no, no to me. No, no, no. I've been counting honey since the blue fish. Boy, I got that water bottle bullshit. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the 503 for the Fans podcast. We're glad to be back. It's season two, episode one. It's our first full season of podcasting. I'm very excited. It's Noah here. What up, guys? It's Sam. What up, guys? It's Fulton. It's good to be back. Yes, sir. I'm. This is going to be a fantastic episode. I'm beyond excited to get back on the mic. It's been a long summer. We're back in school, back to working. I mean, it's 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 going to be a grind, but this season's going to be fun. So. We're going to start out. Yesterday, it got announced that the Blazers have exercised their fourth-year option on Zach Collins and third-year option on Anthony Simons. Uh, what's your guys' thoughts? Um, it just thickens the pot a little bit, makes us even more deeper, um, and I think it's the best move going forward. Well said. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm re- I mean, I'm pretty sure we all knew this was kind of ha- happening. Like, it was kind of happening. Um, no, but furthermore, it was really just – Solidifying that our next like four years were pretty solidified with youth, and that we were gonna grow with them, kind of since Dame and CJ again in their thirties. Exactly, and I mean, well said by the two guys. Um, my thoughts, uh, obviously, it, like Sam said, it thickens the pot. Um, it shows their confidence in these players. Um, Zach Collins is is really expected for a huge leap this in his third year. Um, technically, this should be his rookie year coming out of college. He'd be, I think, a senior last year in college if he stayed. So, I mean, he's still 21 years old, going to be turning 22 this coming season. Very young, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And ex- I'm especially looking forward to Anthony Simons to see him come off the bench and actually to get the ball in his hands and see what he can do. I mean, he's a natural scorer, and you see what O'Shea, O'Shea saw in that draft and I mean kudos to him for drafting him at, at, at that high of a pick I mean no one thought he was going to do that yeah. so well, let's move on um, things to look forward to uh, with the season coming in less than a month we play on October 8th in the preseason game against the Nuggets after eliminating them in the Western Conference uh, semis in game 7 you know CJ with the classical 37 points all that I mean it, it's going to be a a feisty preseason game, I you would say. I mean, I don't know how long Dame and CJ are going to get run, but um, I think it's going to be a pretty good game, and I know for a fact it's going to be sold out because it's in the Memorial Coliseum. And for the first time to see that court is it's going to be insane. Expect a lot of Anthony this game too. Oh, exactly. You're going to see. Yeah, he needs to play a lot yeah, in this game. He's going to get the ball in his hands for. a lot. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, we're looking forward to it. It's less than a month away, and we're going to get on the back of a regular schedule, probably trying to get one pod a week, something like that. Um, it's it's going to be a great time. So let's dive into this episode. Let's start out um, – let's start about the, the new Blazers center that's going to be filling in for Nurkic, um, Hassan Whiteside. I mean, I, I'll ask this question. Is he capable of averaging – 15 and 10 again after struggling the past couple seasons in Miami 100% without a doubt in my mind he's able to do that and more like if he's playing like we talked about before the pod 32 34 minutes a game because he's gonna have to we don't have much depth at big man right now I mean he's gonna be putting up those numbers because he has the confidence that he did his first year in Miami and second year in Miami where he was putting up those numbers and being scary so like I think he's gonna be right back to where he was okay I mean, what about you, Sam? that thought just brings me back to the video of him when we got him saying we got shooters <laughs> um, 
I think he it just boosts his confidence, and I mean he's excited to play with somebody who can do well in a team that obviously shows that they can make a run in the playoffs. And for a coach who knows what he's doing, and I mean with a play role like that, I don't know. I think he can definitely do 15 and 10. Yeah, I'll, I'll ask this to the people listening, and I'll ask this to you guys: name a player that has came here that struggled with teams and prior and name a player that's came here and struggled and i in this terry stotts era and i would say i I, you can't i honestly can't think of one like gerald gerald henderson came here i mean i can say a name but every portland fan does not want raymond felton okay that's (laughs) (laughs) you think about that he he didn't want it i could also say gerald wallace gerald wallace okay see there's he had a good first year, though. He when he first came, when he first got traded, he boosted and that team. But he was no Bobcat, Joe. Exactly, Wallace. exactly. So, but that's two players out of how I don't even know how many in the. I, I would say 10 like years. Andre Miller. He succeeded with this, but he wow. was not. Yeah, he wasn't no. He wasn't, he wasn't he no was. Denver Nuggets, no. Andre Miller. So, no. but you you get the point. I mean, yeah. the Blazers brought in three guys last year and made them almost get. Double the money if it wasn't the market it was last this coming s- summer. I mean, they made Ennis Kenter uh, get probably f- he could have got another five million, but he settled and for the Celtics, and he c- he could have bought out he bought out for us. And you you come to Rodney Hood comes from Cleveland who got shamed in Cleveland, totally lost his mojo, and he comes out here and he balls out. He wins them a playoff game. He. Starts to get his groove and saw and literally solidifies himself as a starting three for this team this coming season. So you see the, the see the point I'm saying. Hassan Whiteside is going to come to this team and he's gonna he's gonna do some damage and I have no doubt in my mind. And I'll pull out some interesting stats in 2016 2017. He he is a, a starter, a full blown starter for the Miami Heat. He gets 32 minutes a night. He he averaged 17 points. 14 rebounds, a career high, and 2.1 blocks off 56% shooting from the field. I mean, that's an elite center. I mean, what's your thoughts, Walton? Um, Like exactly what you said, elite center. Like, I'm 100% all in that he's going to do that this season. Yeah, those are all sort of numbers. If he's getting the time, like he wasn't getting the last two years in Miami, why wouldn't he be putting up these numbers with this confidence, with Dame, CJ, knowing that Nurk's going to be coming back and he wants to keep a like a valuable role in this team and make a run and start his career over again, then I'm 100% buying in that he's going to go off this year. Yeah, what about you, Sam? I mean, what's your thoughts on Whiteside? Um, like Fulton said, I mean, I can see him going off. I can see him wanting to make a run into the playoffs because he hasn't really had that opportunity in the past two years. I mean, and he hasn't really had, like, a solid just, like, ball handler on his team in the past year or two either. Goran Dragic, like, taking the ball down every time. Not even it's a consistent not gonna, three-point shooter. It's not going to help open up the court like we do, and it's not going to help him get spot-up looks. Like, he can shoot the midi when he's open, and we can open it up for him. And I just think we're just going to create more opportunity than he's had in the past year or two. So, I mean, there is a <laughs> I've experienced this firsthand. Um, there's a lot of salty Miami fans out there about Hassan Whiteside. And I don't mean to call him out because, I mean, it's I get it. You want your player to really come out. And he got outplayed by Bam in a, a, a season last year. He got outplayed. And but you, the one I don't want to make excuses, but Hassan, you could see by his Snapchat, you could see by everything. He is a 
a childish dude. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even. I'm not gonna lie about it. He is a childish. I mean, he's a younger. He he's a younger guy. He likes to have fun. You give that type of guy twenty seven million dollars in Miami. You take away his biggest leader and his most valuable time, Dwayne Wade. And Dwayne Wade's gone for two years. I, I think he was gone. Yeah, for two years. He played on the Bulls and played on Cleveland. And you take that away from him, and you don't give him a consistent leader. You're going to be in trouble with a guy like that, and I I don't doubt it. I doubt I I really don't doubt that he got in some trouble in Miami, and he you hear about the story how he got his gun stolen out his front like his front seat of his car, yeah, like yeah, yeah. and like an AK, like yeah. it's he has to grow, and Portland is going to be a place for him to grow, and especially in the year he's going to really grow up this year. It's a contract year. I I was on a podcast with uh. With uh, Peeps and Plaid uh, two weeks ago, and I was talking about it. Um, Hassan is, he's going to really show out this year, and I have no doubts in my mind. I mean, he, he I, I honestly, we'll move on from him, but I really, I do believe in him this season. So next question I'll ask is, with Evan Turner on, on the ropes out, and he's now in Atlanta, um, can Mario Hinzonia can he take his minutes and are you confident in him taking his minutes? Like can, I mean, he has been kind of labeled as a, uh, dribbling power forward kind of type six, nine. He can dribble the ball. He has kind of a handle. I mean, he can dunk. I mean, I've, <laughs> I, I mean, I haven't paid attention to him so much the past couple of seasons, but I've always kind of, he had that big meme with LeBron, like me and you were talking about Fulton, uh, earlier. And, um, are, are you confident in him taking, 15 minutes night to tw- like 15 it uh, depends on the night um when it comes to ball handling for the second unit like i'm okay with him taking it up the court every now and then but like him swapping if we're saying like him and evan turner like swapping roles like right now like evan turner brought the ball up a lot for us i don't want too that with much I, exactly way too much i don't want that with mario he was the main ball handler mario for like second team a lot exactly mario was in new york was known for his defense and his three-point shooting and like you said he has some ball handling he can th- shoot the ball. We have other people on our second team that can dribble, like Bazemore. Aunt like Fernie. Aunt Fernie. Exactly. And then when CJ's still in the game, or Dame, it doesn't matter. I'd rather have one of those four take the ball up than 6'9", Mario Zonia, who is 23 years old or what, <laughs> who has not proven anything in this league to a contending West team. Okay, and that's facts. What about you, Sam? Uh, I mean, I pretty much agree with what Fulton said, as long as, I mean, I don't think he's going to be a main ball handler. Um, I think he'll be more of a shooter and making things open up. But um, I... I can't really say that I am confident with him taking over his minutes because I have no idea how he's going to play with the team. Um, but I think that he's a much better option than E.T. That's 100%. Okay, yeah, and I, I would agree. And you could base a lot of things off, like, mixtapes. Like, I've been looking them up on YouTube and just – I mean, there's a lot of edited scenes out. I mean, he got drafted in the lottery with uh, Orlando. I don't know exactly pick. I think it was maybe top five. He was nice coming out of college. No, yeah, I mean he was really good. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think he struggled, and that you, you, it can happen. People are not in the right situation. Markel Fultz, first pick of the draft, comes to Philly, and he's just not in the right situation. So, I mean, there's just a lot of things you can account for, and he's still so young. And it's once again, I'll say this: it's a great place to come, come. And really develop your game. This is the Blazers have one of the best development 
programs, I would say, in the NBA. And it's gonna be a little different now that Nate is gone. Oh no, yeah, no, yeah, no, I mean, uh, David, David, not Dan, yeah, no, Nate Timmons still there. David Vanderpool, but yeah, 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 my bad. Uh, the defense is we're gonna. It's David was the head of the uh, defense, so yeah, and he was a good, yeah, de- coach. good defensive coach. So Just being in Portland is a hundred percent different than being, and I feel like most places in the league, like especially New York, like you're in Madison Square Garden, like you're coming to. Moda Center, like yeah. you don't have it's as not much pressure on you. It's a different vibe, <laughs> yeah. basically. You get a more homey feeling here. You get a more like for most players, it's been comfortable. Like Ennis said last year, he was the most comfortable he's ever been in his career, and now he's restarted his career in Boston after you know having failures before. Exactly, like, and just, and people regained confidence in Ennis. I mean, exactly, it, it, people really looked at Ennis. Like, okay, like we trust in you again. Ennis was literally on the verge of maybe going out the league, and yeah. I'm not. I'm not even lying. You couldn't even get a D league spot like. no it, exactly and he couldn't even play on the new york knicks when they were a, a gar they're still they garbage yeah. but they he couldn't even play for them that's they said yeah. you're too old they and he's 26 at this yeah. time they told like that was crazy but i mean the the portland has really developed a lot of guys like i said rodney hood who is probably due to average 15 to 17 points this year and i'm not i'm not lying he i i do believe in that and he's going to really revamp his career again. I mean, he's going to return to his Utah days, and I, I have no doubt in my mind. Um, well, let's move on, and uh, well, let's talk about this. Will Zach Collins and Anthony Simons take that next next step in their development to help this team substantially this upcom- upcoming season? Um, depending on their minutes, 100% yes. Well, Zach is starting at the four, and I think he will probably get close to 30 minutes a night, if not more. So... I if Zach can get more consistent three point shot, he's oh if his shot gets more consistent, he's just cr- dirty. Oh, he's crazy. It's he, it's Pascal Siakam type, and I'm not I'm not even lying. I mean, I know he's got finesse, and I mean he's fast and the defense he's got strength. Is, his defense is dirty. His I defense mean, has been there since day one, and it's literally been there since he was 19 years old. Uh, no, I 100% agree. Like I said, when I was at the national championship game with him playing versus North Carolina, I saw it that game. I saw it all game that his demeanor and all that like, that he wanted to be at the next level, and it's showing now. But the thing is, I'm not I'm not looking for more in Zach because I'm looking for a more consistent three ball, like we said. But he's shown what he can do in the playoff. He showed it last year. He was putting blocks in. He's, his defensive presence was huge for us. Oh, he's that dog. Exactly. He was the guy like we would throw to on offense when we were in, in a pinch. Like He's that guy. The one I'm, I'm, I'm looking at, Anthony, this year. Like If he can really take a step in this like before the All-Star break, if he can like you know get a comfortable feeling in his role, I think he's going to put up really big numbers this year. Yeah, I think he's dirty. Yeah. I think he's – I think if Anthony – comes out and he shows he can handle the ball and not just get stage fright and he hasn't shown that i mean oh you don't show that when you're a 19 year old kid you didn't even go to college you went you stayed at an extra year img skipped academy year, yeah. you skipped a year you come into this the blazers are in a position I, I, we're dragging this i don't even care but the blazers are in a position to literally either if they, they lose this game they're the fourth seed and they play utah in the first round and you, you, you hate to say it, but you look at that game. They wanted to be the fourth seed. They didn't want to play OKC. Like, they thought OKC was going to win that game, and I, I, I don't know why they didn't play those games. I don't know why they decided that, but Amphrey Simons comes out and starts against De'Aaron Fox, I mean, who yeah. is the 
one of the most rising stars in this league right now. Easy. Easy. And he comes out and Balls. competes with this guy. 37 on 30, his head. 37. Yes. And, I mean, they didn't. The Kings shuffled them in the fourth, and they started playing kind of equivalent players. But it doesn't even matter. That's He's, when he was going that's off. That's when he was going off. Exactly. <laughs> so he really carried. And that's just one game. And sure that he could have just got hot and just really rode it. But, I mean... You're he's if he's done that before, you're gonna see it again, and it, I don't know what to say more. <laughs> yeah, I just I, I just hope to see like a different click when it comes to playoff time though for him because you know he's still twenty. Exactly, like, that's a different situation for you know the same age as us. I you mean, know, around gratefully, that. his like, first ever season he got to see the Western Conference Finals, the first time the Blazers have been there in nineteen years. So, yes. but now he's stepping in a Seth Curry type role where he has to be a contributor. Exactly in so, the playoffs. So we'll see what. What he were does you gonna say, year. Sam? I, just gonna say it definitely was not a fluke i think he's definitely gonna be something dirty oh no he's 100 so we'll move on from that i think they both are gonna take substantial uh steps in their development i really do and anyone can comment on that i mean zach collins is a dog and he'll get in your anyone's face in this league it doesn't matter who they are and he'll get in LeBron's face. I don't. I, I really. I don't doubt that in my mind. He was showing it with Draymond. In the I mean, exactly. Draymond's had a mouth on him and said some things to people. So oh, yeah. he doesn't back down to anyone. And this is they might, this might get a little ugly with this question. <laughs> Will CJ McCollum be an All Star this year? And and me and Fallon were talking about this earlier. Um, I'll let you answer first, Fallon. You go ahead. Um. So here's where I'm at with this. Okay, I, CJ. Is definitely an all-star, but we have to look at how many guards are in the West. You can only take so many of them. You got to really think about that, though. You'll take four to five. Exactly. So you're saying we're taking half of the guards out of the West from the Blazers? Okay, so I'll give you a quick rundown of guards that are in the West right now, and that this is who. So Clay Thompson's out. That's uh-huh. that's a spot yeah. accounted for. DeMar DeRozan made it. He's... That's he's not making it again, and that's a spot. Okay. That's that's a spot accounted for. Um, I think the, between the guards right now, it the locks right now are Damian, Steph, James Harden, Russ. That's four. Yeah, that's four, right? Yeah. That's four. That's locked. That's and last year they put five. So then you have a battle between Donovan Mitchell, C.J. McCollum, um, D'Lo, D'Lo. Maybe De'Aaron Fox if he just goes off. Um, and Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray. CJ is in the top tier of that group. I would agree. And so I, I don't know. I, if CJ gets I'm time, I'm saying this, it's going to be hard. Oh, it's going to be hard. It's not a lock. No, nowhere clear. Up for sure. But honestly. I think I think he really deserves it after that that playoff series. And I think I think the league is really kind of starting to look at that and say, hey, this guy. This guy's about business, and he's serious. And and uh, some people could disagree, and I think CJ is in a top-five shooting guard. I think he's the fifth, fourth best right now. And he's he's due. He's due. And it's it was like Damian Lillard. He was getting skipped, and Dame was due. And CJ, if he balls out before the All-Star break, I, I have no doubt in my mind that they're going to give him one. And so here's a second question about CJ. Um, how do you feel? I mean, ESPN is doing their top 100 uh, rankings right now, and they just released the 11 to or no the 10 to 20, and um, CJ was actually ranked 13th 
and he was behind about damn time. About damn time. Yeah, yeah. He was behind Russell and Kyrie. That that is respect. I mean, ESPN's kind of wild. I mean, I think they put Clay Thompson at forty nine. Forty nine. They put yeah, him there, but you understand is that I think they're basing it off this season, and he's not. He's not going to play this year. They still put Chris Paul over Demar Derozan. That's though. yeah. They put. They also put Zion. <laughs> they also put Zion over Demar. Oh, laugh. they did. Yeah. So they they put some mistakes, and sure, you could maybe say it's a high ball on CJ putting him thirteenth. I mean, but he is a top five shooting guard, like I said, and I, I really, but ranking him thirteenth is mad respect, honestly. I mean, what's your thoughts, Vaughn? Yeah. No. I I I agree. He should be up in the top 15, 20 for sure. Like. No doubt in my mind. Um, there are, I don't, I, we might be ranking him a little higher right now just because that we came off such a successful season. He had that game seven. Like, he's starting to prove himself. And so, like, they might be just throwing him a little above what he should be. Maybe. Maybe he's a little lower than what he should be. Who knows? We're going to find out this season because I feel like last playoffs really, like, started his prime almost. Like, his confident prime. Like, he had a little a bit of a prime with Dame, but him and Dame, like, really clicked a switch. Oh, yeah. Like, they flipped one. And I think that this year they're going to be right back to where we were last year. And people, everyone's like, oh, no, we're not going to be third, fourth seed. We're going to be a sixth, seventh seed. No, I think we're going to be top four again. No, it's yeah, top it, four. I think so, too. Not easy, but we're definitely going to be top four. Continuity. I can't even say that word <laughs> right now. But they have chemistry. I mean, sure, they've lost a core of their bench, but they only had that bench for one year. And they made them look like they've had them for five years. Exactly. So there's no saying they couldn't do that this bench again. And bro, Dame and CJ can play with anybody, like anybody, and make them look. You put anybody on their team, and they will put, and they will make them look a world's difference. Do you know how much attention these guys get on the court? It's triple double team. Off the screen, Dame was getting doubled every damn time he was coming up on, against Denver. They like, had they were trapping him the they entire were getting, time. Exactly, they were getting trapped so hard. They had this guy. I mean, kudos to Seth, but they had this guy Seth shooting like forty eight percent from three because yeah. that's how open he was. Because that's yeah. how much attention. There's Rodney's gonna have a career year, and I'm I'm not even I'm just thinking he's gonna have a career year. Sit in that corner. I hope so. Oh my God! It, it, say what you're gonna say, Fallon. I'm. I was just saying that Dame and CJ literally took a team without Yusuf Nurkic, possibly the second in that duo last year, like trio last year. Oh, yeah. Like, they took them with Ennis Cantor, no no down low, like, no, no presence. No rebounding they, they presence took him, at all. They took him to the Western Conference Finals. I know they got swept by the Warriors. That's beside the point. They were with Aminu and Harkless. <laughs> like, are we really gonna like? And Evan Turner came off the bench and played valuable minutes. Like, are we really he just won gonna them wash, a game seven? That's what I'm saying. Like We're just gonna wash minutes. past this. Like, Evan Turner, Aminu, and Mo Harkless, and we're really talking about Dame and CJ. I'm not like gonna that. say this. I'm not gonna. Ennis Cantor had half a shoulder guarding exactly. Nikola Jokic, not eating or drinking anything he all was, day. Oh my, he was fa- he fasted the whole series. Yes, he didn't even all playoffs. Oh my. Dude, what there's, are we there's about? so much there's so much that went down that season that was so crazy. Yes. It's so I, me and this guy Sam were at the beach when we when Nurk, Yusuf Nurkic got hurt against the Nets. And I've never seen anything like Yusuf Nurkic in that game. 32 and 16? Like yeah. wow. I mean, just to drag it out, but like wow. I mean, so many things panned out in that season. It was in 
Don't forget that Dame had a broken rib. In, 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 inexplainable. I mean, Dame carried the team the last three weeks of the season when CJ was out with a knee sprain. Yeah. Dame, oh my. <laughs> Anthony won us the game to play the Thunder <laughs> with 37 points. A 19-year-old. And then, really, <laughs> when you think about it, it was pretty much a shit show. And oh, Scal. Wow. Scal put up 20-something. Scal looked like an all-star that game, bro. Oh, <laughs> yeah, what? he was going. We're dragging on. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I should prove that point. There's like, just so on. much to... I, I could go on and on about that season. There's so many things that just were weird, and I don't even know how to explain them, but it, let's move on. This is an interesting thing, and I know a lot of people were really heated about this. Um, ESPN came out, and they said that Dame and CJ were the number one ranked backcourt in the league this coming season. And I o- mean, over, I mean, people people freaked out because they put them over Russ and Harden. Russ and Harden. They, I mean, Houston, I flooded the comments and just I mean sure I mean Dame's better than Russ and but Harden's better than Dame and CJ but I don't but they don't have the chemistry Dame and CJ have Dame and CJ have won together I mean but Harden and Russ have played but it was different Russ and Katie were the duo Harden was the tag along they didn't I mean it's Harden wasn't even the nowhere near the player he was and KD was clearly solely the reason why they reached that finals. So you could argue, I mean, sure, yes, Harden and and uh, Russ. Game. How's that going to work? And uh, with a guy like Russ who can't spot up and shoot, like they're just going to be, I think they're going to be pretty confused, honestly. We're, we're going to find out in a couple months, but don't, I wouldn't, I'm not judging them on their first couple games because I don't think they're going to be that great. I think it's going to take a little time for them to get into it. I think Harden will obviously get them wins and Russ will get them wins, but I don't think the gelling and their like dominance, what they say they're going to be is not going to happen for a little while. I agree. And, um, I, I think they, they gave them the ranking just because Dame CJ have the chemistry. They brought them to the Western conference finals. They proved that they can work as a core, and honestly, I, I, I'm okay with – I'm more than okay with the ranking because that's just respect. But I could – I would put Damon CJ right now ahead of Harden, just Russ, just to space off chemistry and what they've accomplished together. And people are going to say, oh, Russ and Harden played on OKC, like I was saying earlier. But that that's really irrelevant. And I, I think like – Six years ago. It's, yeah, it's yeah. a long time ago. And Russ and Harden were nowhere near the players that they are now. And they're both the highest usage rate players in the league playing with each other. Yeah. And they, they're going to they're gonna struggle in areas. It, they're def- they could be lack- last three days ago on defense. I can't even speak to that. I'm sorry. But it's there's numerous things I could go into the, that combo. So let's move on. It's, it's hot take time. And this is a new segment that we're bringing uh, each episode at the end of each episode. Um, Fawn, you give your first hot take. I'll give mine last. You, you, hot, hot take, take for the Blazers this coming season. Okay. Um, I'll throw out that. Okay. I'll say that if we take, if we get the first or second seed, I'll say that Dame wins MVP. Okay. Wow. That's a hot take, and I like it. I That's sizzling right there. I mean, I'm <laughs> editing the sizzle right there. Um, My hot take, I say with the guys that we got, and depending on how Nurkic comes back and how he plays when he gets back, I say we get 60-plus wins. Oh, okay. I mean, see, we're, we're going hot takes, and I like it. 
So my hot take is that the Blazers, if everything pans out, this is kind of real, like similar to Fallen's, but if everything pans out with uh, the, the Blazers, uh, new players like Hassan and Mario and just Rodney in the new starting lineup, there's multiple things. If that all pans out and it, I, I really think this team could c- contend for the first seed, and that's and that's a not the hottest take ever because the Blazers were a third seed back to back years in a tough, tough West, and have not lost a lot. So I think I think it's possible. And if, like I said, if everything pans out and everyone is gels into the role really well, I, I think it's more than possible. I think I team. You could argue, oh, the Clippers are and the Lakers are. Like a unanimous first and second seed. I mean, anything's possible. Anything's possible. Teams get injured. Uh, Anthony Davis is made out of paper. Uh, it's, the Nuggets are still out there. The, uh, exactly. The Nuggets are still there. The Nuggets could really. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the Nuggets could yeah. easily be a first seed. I mean, yeah. you don't even. They have a sole advantage up in playing Denver with the altitude and just the whole on breathing thing. I mean, like, I I couldn't even imagine playing up there. Honestly, I've been to Colorado one time. I stepped off the plane, and I felt myself catch some wind and say oh wow like this is different oh yeah it just scares me a little bit knowing that they have another year under their belt and it scares me even more that, that they had Jeremy now- Grant yeah that and <laughs> that and we gave them their first taste of you know like sour like, bitterness like yeah, they lost a like game seven at home exactly like I don't I don't know I'm not that's it but the thing with them is that Gary Harris has never has not stayed healthy for them for a long for past couple seasons, and if he stays healthy, sure. But I mean, Paul Millsap is not getting any younger for them. I mean, he's. Th- I still think Jokic oh, is one of the best. Yes, Jokic is, but I do like our matchup kind of better with Hassan on on Jokic than obviously Enes Kanter. Oh yeah. But I mean, he Hassan's a better defender than Jokic on uh, Jokic, and he. It, it's that's not really saying anything. Nurkic is two times the offensive player he is, but it, there's. I think w- if you put Hassan on Jokic, it, it's going to be a hell of a matchup. So we're going to wrap this one up. Thank you for coming, guys. It's been a great episode one to season two. We're beyond excited to get this thing rolling. I mean, we're going to try to get one each week. Uh, might fail a couple times here and there, but especially when the season starts, it's especially going to be one to two per week, so it's going to be a fun time. We're going to be taking a step up this year, and uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. Okay, guys. Peace out. <laughs> yep. See you next Peace time. out, guys. <clears throat>